0: Nedarim We were last discussing in the Mishnah on Daf Zayn, nidre onasim nedarim that someone does out of control, and then from there we went into the sugya of zasmachta kone or not. When someone gives his files to Betin and says if I don't come back in 30 days, it's not. It doesn't work. I went back and forth on zasmachta or not and we're starting Amud Amudbet, three lines from the bottom by the Mishnah, and we're going to actually now define Nidre on Asin. What is a Nidre that something happened out of control? And when doesn't it count altogether? And you don't even need a Hatarat Nidareem. So with that, the Mishnah says, Nodreen leharagin laharameen ulmokhsin. A person is allowed to vow to. Uh, a robber who's uh, going to steal something and if he doesn't take it, he's going to kill you or the haramin, or this is a thief who's uh, just wants to take even though he's not going to kill. And Moksin, the tax collectors, they, you know, they like to take things. You're allowed to vow to them that whatever they plan on taking, it's even though it's not you're allowed to tell it to them it belongs to the king this is my uh, tax money or this belongs to the king and uh, don't take it even though they don't really belong to the king you're allowed to vow it and you don't even need but you could vow however you want Just don't use the word swear you could vow this vow that don't use the word swear the swear is a little bit stronger even uh, you could even swear to these uh, thieves, and there's no problem. The shavua doesn't even need a hatara nadarim. Bet shamai says, listen, if the guy tells you to vow, then you vow, but don't, uh, but you you don't be the person who uh, start, initiates that vow to the to the thief. Bet Bet says, you could even uh, uh, initiate that vow to him. You, you don't have to. Don't, he doesn't have to initiate it. He doesn't have to. Oh, you promise? No. Bet says you can only vow on whatever the the person is forcing you to vow on. Meaning, if he's planning to take this chair and he tells him that it belongs to the king and he tells you how you vow it, yeah, then you're allowed to say that, but nothing at But you can't add anything else. Beti af bema Even in whatever he's not vowing him. Meaning, this chair and that couch, you could even add. Why? Just a. Uh, uh, Make your lie a little bit more believable. You're allowed to, according to Betilel. What are we talking about? I want you to say these words that that you're vowing that your wife is not allowed to have any benefit from you if this this, uh, couch doesn't belong to the king. And then the Amar and the person answered back, "I vow, my wife and my children cannot have benefit from me." According to His wife is mutar because that's what he, the, the thief, uh, forced him to vow on, and uh, his children are a because he, he never told you that your children. Beit Tiel That this entire vow is called Nidrona. Everyone is mutar. The, child, the wife, the children, no question. Now, the Mishnah said a person is allowed to lie to the tax collector. It said Mokhsin. Mukhsin is a tax collector. So the can has a question. But didn't Shmuel say Dina de malchuta, Dina. the law of the land is the, is the law. Uh, you're not allowed to lie. You have to pay your taxes. And the Ran explains that this is talking about uh, a king outside of Ert Israel because he owns the land and he can take it away whenever he feels like it. So therefore, you have to pay your taxes. You can't run away from it. So how is a person allowed to lie and vow even though it's not true? So so We're actually saying in the name of Shmuel, Now, what are we talking about? We're talking about a tax collector that has no limits, meaning he's taken much more than what the king is asking him to, to take, and he's a thief, and therefore you're allowed a vow. Here we're talking about a tax collector. It's not uh, from the king. This person decided, I'm bigger and stronger than you. I have more uh, soldiers who could uh, do whatever I want, and you're going to give me money. So to him, you're allowed to lie Next, we learned in the Mishnah, Shehen Shel Betamelech, Aphapish, Enan Shel Betamelech. A person's allowed a vow, this belongs to the king, even though they don't belong to the king. So, Hechi Nadar, what exactly did he say? What was the language of the vow? So, Amarav, 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 Beomeria, Superota, Olam, Alai, I'm vowing to be Osir, oh, all the fruits of the world on me, Im Enan Shel Betamelech, if these don't belong to the king. Now the problem with that is because de once he said they should be assur, all the fruits should be asrued to me. alma, all the fruits of the world are asrued to him because really the, the, these don't belong to the king. Meaning, even if this was an honest, you still can't allow such a thing. And as the Ritva explains, yes, there are vows that we're going to be Matteo going to say there was an honest. Yes, that's okay, but what you say and how you say it, we're going to hold you a little bit accountable for. So, the G'mah explains, hayom. The person is saying, I'm a sewer from all the fruits today if these uh, fruits or the, this chair, this couch doesn't belong to the king. And okay, so that day, uh, he's not going to eat uh, those fruits. So the gma says, hayom, lo kabel moches. But if he just says the word today, then the tax collector is not going to accept it. He's not going to fall for that trick. He's heard every excuse in the book, and uh, he's not going to fall for it. So the G'mah says, No, so we're talking about a person who, in his brain he was thinking in his heart he was thinking just for today but he, in his mouth he said uh, he just said they a sur to me but he really was thinking about just today even though even though we in general hold that whatever a person was thinking during a vow uh, and he didn't actually say it doesn't actually count when it comes to forced and out of control uh, vows the rules are a little bit different. And the Ran says, just make sure you don't say, uh, uh, As long as you don't say the word, Then you could uh, change it to whatever you want in your brain. But the minute you said, uh, It makes things a lot harder. Then you would actually need. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, my Omrim Bakol, A person could vow however you want. You could uh, you could only vow whatever the thief is making you vow. Even if even if it's things that uh, he didn't make you vow on. What exactly we talking about? If the Person said, uh, vow that uh, your wife is asur to you, And he said, I vow that my wife and children are to benefit from me. They're to me, ishto mut to banana surim, but he says that his wife is mutar, his children are asur, betil omrive and they're both mutar. And a maravuna we learned the You should never open to this uh, to this thief using a swear. And says, if you have to, use the swear, even though it means nothing. You're allowed to use a swear. And sounds like It sounds like according to Bet don't start with a swear, but you are allowed to start with a vow. But But didn't we didn't we say Bet themselves says do not you do not initiate a vow. And two, here's another question on the Brayta because it sounds like from the Brayta that when Bet Shemai Miftachu you shouldn't open up with a swear. If the if the thief is asking you to swear, then you're allowed to swear, and you don't even need a Hatan Adarim for the for the swear. The problem is about not Drin but Bitchamay themselves said you're allowed to vow with anything however you want, just don't swear. So meaning at all, period. So you not swear, period. So like Max explains. not really according to you know swear at all, period. You know, and you're not allowed to open up with a vow, and you have to explain. We really started off with uh, the, 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 in the Mishnah with the word neder to show you the power of Bet that they're osir to open up with a neder no matter what. You cannot initiate the neder. And Tana oh. and in the you told me the about the swear. To show you the power of how lenient they are, that they even allow you to initiate the swear. Now, that's one answer. Rav HaShemar, Hashem explains it differently, that hachi this is what is really, this is the way to explain the breitah. Bet Shemai Shema says, do not start with the swear, because in she'ela there's no way to get around the swear. The swear is so strong, then you can't, hacharim uh, don't have that type of power to allow it. Ubetil omriem, yes wa, betila says, listen, have enough power to even uh, do Hatan Darim for a swear, and therefore you could even start the swear. Next Mishnah. The case is a person is making a vow out of desperation. There's a, a tornado coming, there's a fire coming, and he's worried that maybe his uh, his plants, his trees are gonna get ruined and he is Makadishit Kadosh Barhu, Hareniti Ota Elu Korban. These plants are a Korban, meaning they're Kadosh K bedek Bede upkeep for the Veta Migdash means we'll sell it and we'll use the money as a Korban in if they're not uh, if they're not cut off. Meaning Hashem, whatever is over here kinda of coming out of this tree, I'll I'll sell, I'll give it to the Beta Migdash. Just please uh, don't get it ruined. And again, if there's a fire and he says, Talidzo Korban, my shirts are Korbani is expensive clothing, it's a uh, Korbani me'enani if it doesn't get burnt. Yeshlain Pidion. Meaning you could redeem them, the 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 Hekdesh actually counts. And you, ha- you could sell it, and uh, you could use the money to give to the beta Hamikdash as uh, as upkeep for the beta Hamikdash, beta HaKabayit. And uh, then uh, once you redeem it, you could uh, you could actually uh, have your plants and your clothing back. However, if he said So Korban if he says these uh, plants are korban until they get cut. Or he said, "Talid zo korban achetisayif." This talit is kodesh like a korban until it gets burnt. So let's say he changed the language. Instead of saying like before, "They're a korban if they don't get cut off." Here he said, "They're a korban until they get cut." At this point, they're kadosh and en la'em pidyon. There's no way to redeem them. And even if you redeem it and you sell it and you have the money to bet the mikdash, does make a difference? They're kadosh until they cut until they get cut or until they get burnt. Now the Gemara starts with the first part in the Mishnah where, he, where someone said that these trees are korban if they don't get cut, or these uh, the, the shirt is a korban if it does not get burnt. And we said the Kedushah works, but it could be redeemed. So the Gemara now asks, why can't you just be more specific? That they are kadosh but not kadosh, meaning... They are Kadosh, the Hikdesh works, but they could be redeemed like anything that is uh, somewhere in the middle. So the Gemara explains I did the limitna Sefa, since the sef of our Mishnah wanted to say the words Enlahen pidyon that they can't be re- redeemed. Therefore, Tainar Nami Reshash also the Reshash use the same language Yeshlahem pidyon but that's not the Hidush that they could be redeemed. The real Hidush is that the that the plants and the, and the talit they are kadosh and you need to redeem. So now the Gemara asks, How did this person make the vow? Meaning, when he said that uh, I vow, if they're going to be korban, if they're not cut, meaning we can't take it as is because since these shoes are supposed to be cut, then it, you know, then his vow like never starts. So you didn't do anything. So we can't we can't take it as is. Rather, we have to change the words. So Amar Amemor be Omer im enan niktzatzot hayom. He's saying these plants are a korban if they're not cut today. hayom, and the day passed. V'lo they weren't cut off, they weren't detached, and therefore the vow starts. The says la If that's the case, why do you have to tell me? It's pshita. It's simple. If the day passed and didn't cut it, then the vow stands. The says lotzri What are we talking about? A Kigondi ikazikan efisha. is very strong. wind a day. And uh, it looks like the trees are going to get knocked out. And he's vowing, listen, if these trees don't get cut today, um, uh, these are their korban. Now, I could say this is like sort of a nidreshig sort of thing, that this is like a mistake or it's something unintentional. And maybe the vow doesn't start. So the hilush of the Mishnah is that it does uh, stand. But Igma has a question. But this, uh, but we said the same thing when it comes to a talit, and is a talit uh, supposed to be burnt? It's like a tree that's supposed to be cut. A tallit, is a talit supposed to be burnt? A, a, a jacket is supposed to stay a jacket, it's not supposed to be burnt. So, like Ma'a says, in like we just explained, there's a fire in town, and he's worried that his talit is going to be burnt. Uh, so, he made that vow that uh, it's a korban if it gets burnt. And Hachinam am say the same thing with the, with the tree. We're talking about a lot of wind. There's a tornado or something like that happening. And he made that vow. And maybe you're going to say that he's 100% sure that these trees are, or these plants are going to get knocked out. And the talit is going to be burnt. And that's the reason he's, he's making that vow. But he really didn't mean it, and maybe it's It's one big mistake. Kamash malan comes the Mishnah Talas. now that it is a vow, because whatever is going on in your heart doesn't really count. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem leolam. Amen.